Welcome to the eighth episode of the Board in Trouble. Fourth season, third season, whatever. We've been here forever. With my illustrious guest today from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, metro area, Mr. Brooks with the good looks. What's going on, homie? What it is. What it is. And of course. What it is. From Detroit, Michigan, home of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down, get you some. Get you some. Wings, that is. Detroit. Mr. Grant Lancaster. What up, dog? The man is always on fire, which is odd because he's a fireman and puts out fires for a living. Indeed. And some fires are too hot to be controlled, man. Oh, man, G. Swift. That's G. a fact. That's not, a fact. Not with this this week, of course, Mr. Gene Hopkins. We're going to give you a shout-out anyway. Of course. So what's happening, fellas? How are we feeling today, man? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. Like, I think the uh, I think the World Health Organization today declared that the the coronavirus pandemic is officially over it's no longer a world health threat so no more corona know what that means it's orgy season for Mr. Brooks (laughs) (laughs) really (laughs) that's what I heard that's what I heard (laughs) what did you say something different Mr. Brooks. I don't think I, I don't think I said that. Okay, it's a family show, man. It's a family show. <laughs> so everybody, come on. That's good, man. Because you know, enough of this damn pandemic. Maybe now people will get some common sense and stop being so afraid of being locked indoors again. Yeah, we're still dealing with the Getting residuals. Common sense is helpful. We're dealing with the residuals of what happened. That's for sure. You know, um, and will be for a long time. Long time. time. Yeah, so we have we have no idea. You saw the uh, activities of what happened here in New York City, where the guy on the train got choked out. Yeah, yeah, day, yeah. You know, by yeah, uh, my man, my man was actually in that car. He was in that car at the time. Yeah, really? at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually Whoa. called nine one one. Whoa! Why didn't he say well, he was? He was sort of he was sort of screened out. Okay. From the action, like it was sort of middle of the car, and he was sitting in the corner. Okay. And so there were a lot of bodies between him and the activity. Like he heard the commotion at first. The guy was clearly loud and 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 you know voicing it in a with a threatening voice. Mm-hmm. But um, he's unsure of what happened afterwards. But then you know the sort the sort of the smoke cleared, and he saw the guy. Um, controlling him on the ground he called 911 oh, and so. uh got some video when the cops came and uh was he but, still was he the guy still holding him when he the, the guy was still holding him as a matter of fact the video that he got um there were two other guys who sort of jumped in mm-hmm. like so the the former marine gets the guy in the chokehold brings him down and so these other two guys are trying to hold the guy's hands down which is kind of BS because the guy couldn't tap out. Right. right. You know, and the guy really, you're choking him out. The only thing he's got to express himself is his hands. Right. And so they're holding his hand. They're trying to pin his hands down by his side. <laughs> and, you know, the rest is going to be uh, involuntary manslaughter history. See, I, as someone who rides the train and deals with some of that sometimes, you, you know, you've been on the, you've been on the subway recently. When you come to the city, you still, you know, oh, we yeah. we're not prima donnas. I, I go underground all the time. We're not prima donnas. We ain't like, you know, so as someone who rides a train and deals with people and sees the homeless people that are there, hears when people come in, hey, look, you know, I got this candy. I'm selling this candy. You know, it's for X, Y, and Z. We know it's just really for them to survive for that day, but they're doing that. You yeah. Know, those guys that get loud and you every now and then you have someone that comes in and is loud and crazy. Now, I can understand that if the guy was coming at you. I completely understand, like, you know, like, hemming him up. My question is, like, 15 minutes in that hold? 
How do you hold that? How do you like, if I'm on that train, I don't understand how, like my point is like, I would be like, yo, B, you, you choking him out. He's out. Like, let him go. I don't understand why nobody said let him go. Good question. That's always the question. But it's the, the same answer is, uh, you know, like, why are people recording it instead of, you know, jumping in, trying to help somebody out? You know what I'm saying? Like, same question to me. Well, I'm wondering, are we conditioned really too much? Are we too afraid to touch these people when they're putting their hands on us? Are we at a childlike stake now? Where certain people that are, you look at them for whatever reasons, not going to get into it, but, you know. And it turns out the, the Marine, did you know that his father, first of all, is from West Islip? Long Island. Um, yeah. yeah, the argument, you know, the argument with the Islips is if you're not familiar with the area, there's Central Islip. That's where the brothers come from. Rob spent some time in Central Islip. CI. You know, CI, do a die CI. Home of many rap artists and, you know, people. And um, then there's East Islip, home of Boomer Esiason. Very uh, Caucasian town. Very vanilla. Very vanilla. <laughs> was known for, um, you know, Long Island, New York is like the towns are even known for their ethnicities, at least they used to be. Yeah. You know, you knew that a certain town was full of Italian people. Another town was full of Irish people. Another town was it was people of Scottish descent. Other towns are known as being Jewish towns. It's like almost taboo to talk about it, but... It's the way that it is. And East Islip was known as a more of an Italian town, right? And then there's West Islip. West Islip is otherwise known as White Islip. <laughs> That's what they call it. That's what they call it. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not me saying this. I remember one day when I was working on a moving truck with two white guys, and, one of, and they both, one lived in white, West Islip, and the other one lived in uh, West Islip, or used to live there, and they had uh, an argument for a half an hour about which is White, white Islip, East Islip or West Islip, but they both agreed that West Islip really won. Okay? So... This, I, didn't even think, I didn't even think there was a need for debate. they both as white as they come. Like, really? Right, right. You trying to figure out the tallest midget right now? <laughs> right. Well, right. I, mean, I mean, that's the joke. That's the whole joke yeah. about the West Islip, West Islip, East Islip. You know, you don't have any... Just because a town is predominantly one way, a lot of times, like, those towns, they can be predominantly white, but they don't have to necessarily be predominantly racist. There are towns where you can go to that are predominantly white areas, and you can walk in, and you won't have any problems. It's like the, the mindsets are different. But then there's towns like West Islip, where when you show up, you're, it's like there's a flashing light bulb that goes out over your head. It's like walking into a, it's like walking into a store. Security is going to follow you like as soon as you get there. That's West Islip, right? But yeah. <laughs> it's been I, years I, since I, I've been out there. Okay, I would say it depends on. I would say it depends on what group of people you run into on the day that you are there. Mm. Mm, okay. Okay. And this is not the, this is not like we're, this is born in trouble, right? Right. Yeah. It's still Absolutely. born in trouble, right? So I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to have this conversation, honestly, about what yeah, this perception is and everything, what the perception is. The perception of West Islip is that it is more, it it's, you don't want to be there at night walking around mm-hmm. in West Islip. It's not a portion. There's no be. reason to be there. There is no reason to be there as well. It's like you really don't like a lot of these towns that are like that. They really don't have to worry about um, brothers, at least being in there. Any brothers that's there, they're really trying to get out pretty quickly. They just, they just, they, they just stopped to, on their way to Bayshore. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. There's nothing over there. And if you're going over there, you're going over there, going to a friend's house or someone associate, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Be cool. You know what I'm saying? It's just that simple. Be cool. But this guy actually, his father, it turns out his father is one of the, 
one of the top police in New York State. Hmm. So he's been indoctrinated his whole life that these brothers ain't shit. That's what you're saying. Because that's, that's the first thing I think. Oh, he's been a cop. He's one of the top cops in the state. Oh, whether he knows it or not, he hates black people. <laughs> but it, he doesn't see the value. Doesn't see so the value. He, he, beyond, beyond that, though, like, yeah. doesn't it, my opinion is that white folk tend to believe that their job is to police black people regardless to who they are right that's that's the whole that's the whole impetus of a Karen right that's the yeah. whole so the clip that you sent earlier the clip that that we uh circulated around with the uh with the firefighter dude that the the sister shot the firefighter dude because he was uh choking out her boyfriend or whatever her right. uh fiance right but he, that's not your that's and I'm saying this as a, as a firefighter that's not your capacity my man Mm. You know what I mean? And e- even this Marine dude, right? That's that's not your capacity, B. You know what I mean? Like, so so your your job as a white person is not necessarily, well, it's not that, that it's not necessarily, your job as a white person is not to police black people. Right. I think that there's a line here because there's a line that says that there's a difference between being a good citizen and being a murderer, Okay. If this guy is really up here on this train and he's walking up there, we've seen, as someone who rides the train, I've seen people that that have come up and have been so aggressive that you're like, yo, this motherfucker get a little bit close to me. I'm going to have to clip him. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have to put him in the hole. I'm going to have to put him to sleep, just like dude did and everything. So it's like, it's not as if uh, his actions were really incredibly crazy to me. And everything, but the simple Whose fact actions? is, the person, the Marines, the or Marine, the the Marine, the Marine, his I, action, see, I, his act, the it, action of holding, he's trained, he knows how long that hole, when that hole becomes dangerous. That's he's my the trainer. Point. He's a sergeant in he's a sergeant in the Marines. He's the trainer. He's not just trained. He's the person that trains Marines. So he knows better than anyone else. Yeah. So that's my issue with it. It's not the actual, it's not actually the good guy thing. All right, you know what? Dude's fucking crazy and everything. He's wowing out and everything. Maybe somebody has to subdue him. Okay, fine. Subdue, not murder. You know when you're, you know when you're at that point where this per, you're putting another person's life in jeopardy. And if you don't have the wherewithal to stop, then you shouldn't sneak up on him in the first place and put the hold on him. I think that he should do significant time in jail. Oh, absolutely. I'm for that. But I don't think he'll do a day. I doubt if he'll I do think, a day. I, think, I, I think believe that as well. I, I, I think it depends on the jury that he gets. I think he's going to wind up at trial. It's going to be one to watch, that's for sure. Because a 15-minute chokehold is just excessive. Now, like There's that. no... There's no, there's no reason on God's green earth for a 15 minute chokehold, and there's no way to, although you know, he said he get the wrong, he gets the right jury, he'll walk free. Like we had a thing here in Philadelphia where a black delivery driver got into an argument with a guy, and the kid wound the kid the black guy wound up stabbing this guy. Well, you expand the story and you get into the the the, the gritty details of it. This guy is drunk and high, hollering. Delivery guy carrying a knife because he's a delivery guy he's a bicycle delivery guy and he pulls out the knife and he tells the guy look stay the fuck away from me guy charges him he stabs him and dies that guy should have walked free there's no reason like that he should have even been charged but he was a black guy in a white justice system so they charged him with involuntary manslaughter and he got to do some time behind it Mm. this guy here same sort of thing like yo unless this person swung on you or swung on, you know, the person across from you. He swung on a woman or whatever. There's no reason for you to put your hands on him, even if he is acting crazy as a he motherfucker. No even if, even if, even if he acted like he was going to saw the roof off the fucking train car. There's no reason for you to put your hands on him unless he comes at you. And even then, even if he came at you, you subdue him and you get out. Right. 
There's no need to, no need for a 15 minute chokehold. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm Dude's adrenaline probably got the better of him. Oh, absolutely. And you know, but he should pay for that. If I was there, I would have been screaming at him, telling him like, "Yo, if you if you don't let him go, I'm gonna start kicking you in the ribs. I'm gonna start kicking you, motherfuckers. You know he's that. You know he's in danger." At this point, cut it out. This is why I don't understand. Like, you have vigilantes on one side, but you don't have vigilantes. These people are vigilantes for for a common peace, but they're not vigilantes for life. Well, once again, you're talking about a mentally ill, um, housing-displaced African-American. Is there anybody on this planet who counts less than that guy? Right. Like, is there anybody who counts less than that guy? Is there anybody, like, even the average person has to give themselves, like, two shots of caffeine to consider that guy a human? hmm You know? So all they saw was, in their mind, this guy was acting crazy. This guy's subduing. This guy's being a hero. This guy stopped the, this guy stopped the annoyance. He stopped the chance of violence. And they're not looking at it from a... You know, they probably have zero martial training. They're just the two idiots that are trying to pin his hands down. Like, that's stupid. Like, it's ridiculous. Nobody's got to communicate at that point. Like, they should be charged too, but they skipped. The two guys who were trying to hold his hands down mm-hmm. when the cops came, they just walked off. So, nobody so hopefully knows they'll who be they able are? to. Nobody knows who they are. Hopefully they'll be able to identify them by the video. But oh, yeah, there'll them. be some video. They'll find them. Oh, there, there's a little video. They'll but, find them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so Grant, you mentioned the, the um, incident that happened. That was in Michigan that that happened? Where the, no, uh, that was in, uh, I think that was in Kentucky, I want to say. Okay. So, at this point, I, saw, was, the, I saw that myself. And it was yeah, the, that was it, last year. Yeah, it was the firefighter. That was mm-hmm. last year? I thought that had just Yeah, happened. that was last year. Okay, nah, so that, that was last year. So people were just taking the video and they're putting the video back out there. Yeah, that's the one we were talking about where the guy was beating. He was beating the boyfriend up. Right. And the chick had the gun. And she, the girl. Yep. She had the walk in her hand and she was yep. like, yo, cut it out. Stop. Get off of him. Right. Get off. of I'm going to pop you. Yeah, it's Get enough. Everything. It's enough. It's enough. And dude didn't. And he ended up getting popped. And that was it. Right. Right. Now, what was the outcome for her? Do we know? I don't. I don't. I don't even know that there's been. I don't know that there's been anything for her yet. I don't okay. Think, um, I don't think there's any charges. But I mean, what can they? If you if you look at the video, what can you charge her with? Well, you know what I mean. She she you can clearly see that she's trying to stop my man from beating her fiance's ass. So whatever he's doing, uh uh-huh. You know. So at, at a certain point, you know, she has to do what she has to do. In order to save her her man, you know that John knows that. But if she stands in front, if she has to sit down in front of twelve Karens, are they going to agree with that? Right. Well, yeah. And I and I mean, where the ratchet came from, you know, if it was dirty, clean, whatever, you know, I mean, clean. there's some there's some yeah. other circumstances that 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 are in clean. there. But okay, I, I read I read what happened with the with the um, outcome. And apparently they, they came in. The only thing they could do is they came and they towed her car the next day from church. So that way her and her kids didn't have a way to get around. But they, because of the video and because of the way that it all played out, they couldn't legally charge her with anything. So they were just angry at what happened. You know, let's be honest here. We're watching this gun debate. Or at least I watched this gun debate a little bit today. And what happened last week in Texas or a couple of days ago, I just, just today in Texas, right? Was it today? I don't even, or Friday, I don't even. Yesterday, which, yesterday was the, uh, yesterday they had two. They had the mall yesterday and then the guy who ran over the folks outside the migrant center. So let me. Let Texas me, is hot yesterday. Let me, yeah, <laughs> Texas is always hot. Yeah, let me give you, like, you people and you listeners a little bit of of um, a way to understand and how to deal with what all the stuff that's going on. Follow me. Be like me. Don't watch that shit on your fucking internet. Don't put right. that shit on your Twitter. Don't let it get into your fucking psyche all the time. 
Just like, don't. I'm sitting here watching these people, and they're all distressed. Oh, we're so distressed about what's going on, and so many people are getting shot at on both sides, and we want to have gun control, but we can't have gun control because of the Second Amendment, and yada, 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 yada. Circle, 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 jerk. And at the end of the day, what it ends up happening is they don't do anything about it. They keep talking about it. And you're the one that's carrying around the luggage of six people getting shot here, eight people getting shot there. You know, these stories are terrible. And if this is the way that they want to live, you have to protect your own, you have to protect your well-being. You have to protect your own mindset. But apparently in Allen, Texas, this guy who went through this mall and killed these eight people, he identified with the Nazi white supremacist point of view. And it's been kind of confusing because what I did see about it is that he's about as brown as mm, uh, maybe a little bit less brown than you, Rob. Yeah. And he's a Nazi. Oh, Clayton Bigsby. Clayton Bigsby. If you go all throughout Latin America, they're debating every day, like, the color line. Mm Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that is a huge anywhere anywhere that colonialism came, the argument about the color line is there, and so you know, Mexicans when they come across that border, they become Americans, not black people. They don't they don't they 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 think they're white when they come across the border, and that's exactly what's going on is they're they're identifying as white and they're doing well, the whitest of things, which is going out and grabbing guns and shooting people. It is the whitest of yeah. things, but at the yeah. same time, if you if you were them and you come you came across the border, you join in the losing side or the winning side, like who you identifying with? Are they winning? They don't seem to be winning. Well, you know, Mexicans aren't winning, but the whites are winning. The whites, are, well, listen, but I, I, but I, are are the whites winning? No, I it's don't like, think so. Because it's like it's like it's like one percent. Yeah, I that think, are really winning. I think they're pretty much. I yeah. think they're all confused right now, Rob. Like, and I think they're confused. Like, I think that they're just like, like that. Like what we always say on the show about, we're not poor, we're just temporarily, unfortunately, not millionaires, but we will be soon. <laughs> right. Right. We're not. Right. We're not multis right now. We're not. We're not at that point. But it's not because of. It's not because of anything other than these black people and unfortunate stuff. But they're not doing that well. They're not winning right now. They don't have the jobs with the... Unless you're a police officer and everything. And I guess in that way you can kind of identify... But but the mentality, remember, when you look at it as a caste system, they're winning just because they're not black. Yeah, no, I understand the the mentality. No, and that's exactly what I'm getting to. I agree with you. That mentality, but how fucking fluid is that mentality right now? Because, like, honestly, y'all, when you come over here, these same people, this guy goes in here and he shoots these people up and he's wearing, apparently, I didn't know this, but black sneakers and white shoelaces is a sign of white supremacy. So this is one of the signs that... Oh, really? Was it? Yeah. And also the fact that he had a whole bunch of brown people dressed in Nazi garb and organizations in his Facebook that were dealing with that whole, like, identity. And, like, apparently, like, Twitter went crazy because, like, they didn't realize that Hispanic people are racist or can have a tendency to be racist somewhat. Not all of them. You know what I'm saying? I got we got boys. We all got friends well, and family, but you know they're they're, they're prejudiced. They're not racist because they they don't they don't have it. They can't stop you from doing anything. Right, right. They're prejudiced. Right. So okay, so they're prejudiced. So and that's my point. So this guy has this, and then like down in the same state, a couple of miles away, hundred miles away, a white man goes and drives a truck to an immigration center. Mm-hmm. He could have been running over people who are Nazi sympathizers, much like him. So now, inadvertently, they're killing each other. And generally, you just have to, it just comes down to what I always say. People are always going to find a reason to kill people. Doesn't matter whether it's um, racial, 
if it's not racial, it's economic. If it's not economic, it's it's uh, just personal. I just don't like you. Or if it's money, whatever you can get away with, there's always going to be divisiveness amongst mm-hmm. people. If you eliminate all black people, there's still going to be war. No, they'll and stratify along a different yeah. line. Yeah. Well, it, it used to be the Irish. You know what I mean? At, at one point in this country, the Irish were, you know, the niggas of this country. All the people with the vowels right. on the end of their names. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, right. The Polish, the Irish. Yeah. You were, they were, they were treated like niggas or, or, you know, let's just, let's just use that term treated right. like niggas. They were the ones who were treated like niggas at that time. But that was before it was really uh, like that the lot, the dividing line became skin color. I mean, black wow. people were always treated the way that they've been treated we've always been on the bottom end of the totem pole because we were brought here as chattel slavery, as, 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 uh, cargo, just, you know, nothing. We were brought here as nothing. Right. We were, we were right. Possessions. Thank you. We were possessed by people. They didn't have a plan for us after slavery. So once they were done with the free labor, they wanted us to go back. But what, what was, what's going back for us? You know what I mean? But yeah. how, how do you the, go back when you don't know where you came from? Yeah. And it, so like a movie like a movie like Gangs in New York, right? Those are all white folks. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like all white folks. I mean, yeah, you you from Ireland or you from Scotland or you from Switzerland or wherever the fuck you from. But I mean, y'all all y'all look the same. If you go from from the town where they know who you are, and they know you. They know your history. If you go to the next town as a white person, you just blend in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As so long, as long as you know enough about the back then, as long as you knew enough about the background to go from the one town to the next, like it's always funny. Like um, the outlaw Josie Wales, for example, the guy that was selling the the guy that was selling the um, snake oil. What was he right. saying? He went down there and he goes, "Oh, I'm a Baptist, you know, Southern mm-hmm. Baptist." And he meets the next guy. He's like, I'm a Methodist. Yeah. Because praise yeah. the Lord, the Methodists started, you know, so you have to be a chameleon in these things. But, you know. That stuff is good on everything, huh? stuff is good on How everything. is it on stains? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my shit. Clint Eastwood. Before he became a little bit crazy. Well, I guess he was always a little bit crazy. Yeah, he was, he was always crazy. He's, He's always crazy. He's always a little bit nuts. But hey, you know, it got me thinking about the gun argument and people uh, not wanting to disarm. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, I'm watching these people dis- debate this thing, and I'm saying to myself, you know, I bet if someone went on the table and said, if we can just disarm all the black people in the country as a starting point, would you guys then be open to have conversations about this? And I bet they would agree. I, they probably would. They probably would. I think they would agree. I think they would agree to start the conversation. Because, of course, nobody likes when the rabbit has the gun. So, there was a show that came on way back when, 80s, 90s, whenever it was. And it was like a Twilight Zone kind of thing. It was hosted by, I want to say it was hosted by George Clinton. But anyway, one of the skits that they had was aliens came to the, aliens came and they said, yo, we'll clean, we'll get rid of all pollution. We'll make everything dope. But you got to give us all the black people on the planet. Now, they did no clue what they're going to do with the black people on, on the planet. But they had, so what they did was they had a vote, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, all the black people voted no. We don't, we're not going. But overwhelmingly, even the white people who were saying, yo, we can't send the black people. Right. When it, when it came down to cast that vote, even those white people were saying, yeah, <laughs> get them niggas out of here. Right. <laughs> Fix the play. You know what I'm saying? That's always my. That's always kind of in the back of my mind that yeah, even even the good ones, you know, Ali's ten thousand rattlesnakes. You know, if I got ten thousand rattlesnakes coming at me, 
am I supposed to pick out the hundred good ones or am I going to shut the door and just stop them all? Right. You know? <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's sad, man. Like I, I, I just don't think that, um, I don't think that we'll ever find that quote unquote equality because there's always going to be a, that, that tinge of, Mm, not you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so that's always going to be there. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. It's yeah. so, so true. You know, equality, equality is usually like where you can find it. Basically, there was an opportunity for equality on that train that day. You know, somebody could have broken that up. And made something different happen, a different outcome, and we're not talking about it. But I don't think that they, that boy is gonna do any time whatsoever. He's one of the mo- his father is one of the most powerful police officers in the entire state. In the entire state, it's the reason why he choked him out without hesitation. What's yeah. worse than a cop's kid? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and that's my boy Rob Books right on time. Oh. Right on time. Nothing. What's worse than a cop's kid? Nothing. 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 Yeah, you get into you get into one of them, you know, you gotta look around. Look around, look for cameras and everything because you might have to bury that motherfucking body. <laughs> wow! Somebody who has the Ooh. who thinks they have police protection. Oh no. my! Actually, yeah, and actually does have and and protection. has heard yeah. and has heard all the stories. All of them has heard all the stories. All of them from from a from a vantage point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of in trouble. Kind of in trouble. So, fellas, man, anything else interesting going on in your lives this week? Let's open it up on the floor here. Let's try to get some light and airy topics here because this is all depressing stuff, bro. It's all tight. All, all, all day, every day in America, man. Welcome to America. All day, every day. Welcome to America. Yeah. Yes. You know, Donald Trump? Let's talk about Trump for a second and his boys. This guy, he's up for rape and re-election. <laughs> what the yeah, fuck? So, sounds like a winner. That, that used to be like a that used to be a disqualifier. That used to be a disqualifier. You remember when Gary Hart? You know he was on the we we only on the monkey pic- business. Yeah, we only saw pictures on the yacht. We don't know what actually happened. You know, but, but we know he was not. We we knew he his campaign was done that day. Yeah, it was over. You know, this guy, he's got. Oh my, yeah, I saw the I saw a picture today with him and Epstein and a gaggle of teenage girls. You yeah. know that I'm sure that people were going to say, "Oh, they were all 21. They look 14 to me." Okay, this dude, he's been living a life for a long time. I was gonna put it up on my. I, I don't want the. I don't want the drama though, because it's like I'm not on social media enough to like go back and forth with people on Facebook, which by the way is for like grandparents now. They say grandparents and well, and, that's like, perfect you know, for you. It is perfect for me. Yeah. So <laughs> grandparents and old people. I, I saw that shit. That shit cracked me up because it's true. Because all we do is share. It used to be sharing pictures of us at the club. Now. It's pictures of our kids. Yeah, kids. Uh, the kids are on TikTok now. Yeah, the kids are, yeah. So, but um, I don't have time to argue with it, but I was going to put that picture up with the caption, Trump at 18. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's up for re-election, bro. Like, we we like live in a country. This guy's with, that's a clown. He's a clown. We live in a country with no moral center. It's like, I understand, like, you know, what Grant is saying. Like, I think it's very ironic that, Grant, you come to that synopsis tonight that 
in white America, it's like it's just like they're all like they feel like they want to join. They're joining a group that's better than oh, and everything. Yeah. But I'm just too logical of an individual. Okay, it's like I wake up. One plus one must equal two. Okay, things must be logical. They must make sense in X world. That's just the way that it is. So when I look at this situation with this guy and everything, this shit makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. He's up for rape. They are shooting kids. Okay. Well, hopefully, the, hopefully he gets convicted of rape so this can all end. He's not going to get convicted. Of, well, maybe he will get convicted, but it's a civil case. So it's he's going to say. So he's going to say, like you know, that what does that even mean? He's going to be like, what does that case even mean? That's yeah. exactly what Donald Trump is going to say. His exact words are going to be, what does that does that conviction mean? It doesn't mean yeah, anything. She's a liar. It's like, yeah, she's still a liar. It's just like any of the other lawsuits that have like gone against me that I haven't paid that I haven't paid because guess what? They have no basis. It has no teeth. It has no teeth, and neither does she now because she's old. This is what Trump is going to say. <laughs> He's going to keep going along those lines, and then people are going to be like, yeah, he dissed her. He dissed her. And people, they'll be like, yeah, we have, we live in a country where there's no moral center whatsoever. These people don't think that there's anything wrong with these shootings so much that they have to do anything about it. Hospitalization and care, it used to be a thing about health care. Remember we, people used to talk about health care? Nobody talks about healthcare anymore. We're just happy that we're fucking alive and everything. Mm -hmm. That's that's where that is. And the people that were in that fight back then, now they're starting to age into Medicare. So it's like it's not such a big thing. You know, 20 years have passed now. Let everybody else get theirs. We are not a compassionate country is basically the point. This is not a compassionate place. Oh, that's been, that's been out the gate. Yeah, like that. I that's mean, nobody's debating that. So why why are you trying to join? Like you know, there's nothing. There's nothing good there. Like I like Rob. Okay, because they believe there's something good there. I, like they believe in the greatness of America. They haven't been looking at it from our point of view all these years. Like the fifties and sixties were good for white people in America. Yeah, it was great for white people in America, and that's. That's sort of the window that they're working off of right now. It was like, like Miami. They don't for remember humans. the Dust Bowl. They don't remember the Dust Bowl and shit like that. They just remember, yo, like this middle. We had neighborhoods just for white people. Blacks couldn't even buy into it. You couldn't sell a house to black people. Right. All the jobs went to us. All the management went to us. Like that's the that's the era that they're looking back on fondly. Yeah, yeah. At the, we at look at that era. And say, we we were excluded, and they were uber included, and they're trying to get back to that. But they can never get back to that because the truth of the matter is they don't even own it anymore. The Saudis own it. Um, Chinese but, have went but, into but, a lot of different they don't, areas. But they so don't much. know that. That's, that's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. You know, that's... But it's the only <laughs> thing that's relevant, it's though. The, it's no, irrelevant. No, 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 I no. get it. It's uh-uh. relevant. It's, it's the, you, you, you took the blue pill, my man. They, they took the red pill. They, they, still, they still in the Matrix, B. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to why they feel the way that they feel. It's like, I mean, why do they feel? Why do you feel that you better than me if we work in the same job? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I mean, it makes no sense. We're, we're in the same job, or you work in fast food, and I'm, I'm working a better job than you. Yet somehow, but, but they'll sub because they, they, you know, even when they're, even when they're on the bottom. They play tricks, you know. They play word games. I was I was doing a an event with college kids two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and this young lady comes up to me and she asks like a series of questions. And one of them was, "Well, what do you do if like you're just going to be a token hire, uh, or they're just trying to hire you to to get their numbers up or whatever?" And I was like, "What you do is you go in there and you knock it out the park." Right. Like a guy who got hired only because his uncle owns the business, that motherfucker doesn't feel any shame about the fact that he's not qualified to be there. Mm. Right. You know? You don't feel no shame about that. The guy whose dad owned the business and now he runs it, you don't feel no shame about the fact that he wasn't really qualified to do that, that his parents 
sort of made him walk this gauntlet until mm-hmm. he got ready. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you just step up and you do it. I was like, yo, you just step up and do the job and make it seem like nobody else could have ever done that job but you. I said, you don't care why mm-hmm. you get it. Mm-hmm. What you care is that you got it and that you run with it. Like, make right. sure on day two, they're not regretting the fact that they hired a token. Even if you are a token, don't make them regret it. Mm. What is what is that um, Glover's son, the one, the rapper, what's his name? From Atlanta, from ATL? Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Big story about Tina Fey hiring him, and the reason why they hired him was because he was hired on... He was a, a diversity um, hire. They, diversity they, they, hire. It didn't go against your budget. If they hired an African-American or somebody from a protected group, it didn't go against their budget. Right, and then she says, like, day one, from day one, he was in there, he was knocking it out the park. And, you know, she's just like, she just, like, is so ebullient with her praise of him at the end of the thing. It's not so much that it's some, you know, and then... People listen to the show and they're, they're like, you know, like, oh, it's because it's a white woman giving him praise. No, it's because somebody who was his boss gave him the praise. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. And he went in there and he knocked it out. And now he can hire, he's in a position where he can hire other black people. And he can do other black projects and he can support his community. And he can come up that way. You know, you have to work. Sometimes you have to work within to work without, and you have to deal with the BS that goes on and just keep going. And at the end of the day, I'd much rather be at his barbecue than one of these, like, you know, these other people, these morally superior, angry, fucking tight-ass, you know, motherfuckers any day. So it's like, I don't understand how they think that they're winning because the thing is that what you guys say is true about what they think and what the thought process is, but who are they trying to emulate at every turn? What who who is like so, yeah, well, what is it there? What is it that they're trying to you're trying to be, hey, that guy is cool. The coolest the coolest white guy yeah. in everything can hang out with anybody. With anybody. Because that's Slave what they, made a lot of babies. Yeah. That's what they want. This is what this is what they aspire to. So it's like, and every and every culture does that. So I just don't understand how. I just think that what black people maybe need to do is build more walls. You know, I understand the need. Of, some people like to integrate and move in, and you know, you do have to integrate. You do have to move within and without. But when I say build more walls, I mean what it used to be a wall was a block party, a barbecue, a function, right? A group, a meeting. You know what I'm saying? That's a wall. Not something that's just about money. Not something that's just about how many bottles you bring in to the to the spot. Just like get together and dance and have some fun, shake your ass, and sleep with somebody you're not supposed to sleep with. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe don't sleep with them, just go behind a tree. <laughs> exactly. Of course that had to come up. Because it's part of the because it's part of the culture. It's part of the culture. It's like this whole money thing. The whole money thing is just like it is everyone trying to, it is everyone being like, you know, trying to be different ways than what we are meant to be. You know, and that's how we lose every time. I would say a lot of times it's not even, it's not even for money. It's just for acceptance. You know, we, 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 we want to be, we want to be accepted by, the masses and the masses in this case means white folks. We want to be accepted by the masses so much that we'll, you know, even if all we can do is entertain you, mm-hmm. we'll do that. Right. That's, that's how, to me, that's how we operate as black folks by and large is that regardless to how idiotic I look, how, how, uh, you know, how much I know that you, you hate me, I'm going to be there even though you don't want me there. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I just have to be in this space because I want that acceptance. That's how that's to me. That's how it seems a lot of times. So that's over- why we let people in the way that we do. Acceptance is overrated. I'll tell you that much. I agree. I agree. Highly. Overrated. But it's a very, but it's a, but it's a very connection, you know, and acceptance is a part of connection. Connection is one of the key elements to our human existence. Well, like you look at the communities that live the longest and live the happiest, they all have, they all one eat clean, but two, they have highly developed social networks. Right. Right. 
Well, it always brings me back to the to my starting point with everything, which is that I don't aspire to be my oppressor. I never have, and I never will. And I so these concepts. When I express these con- concepts, I you know I, I make jokes about it and everything, and you know, and I can talk about it in such a way, in such a manner, because I know that to my core being, it's not something that I could. I don't aspire to it. It's not something I want to. Um, Rob's like doing his hands, like because I'm doing my hands. I'm doing a New York. No, thing. no, that's not it. That's but, not it. That's not it. Go ahead, Rob. Like, cut. Right. Okay, this is a hard point. Cut right here. Okay, you're right. I will cut right there. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna come right back. In three, two, one, and we're back. <laughs> This is where, that's the part of the show where we had to actually cut because Rob had to tell a joke. He was like, he really wanted to get it up. It was a very good one. But thank you. You're giving me an opportunity. You're giving me a great opportunity to change this up and everything. And like, yeah, man, good, good one, Rob. That very, very funny. Very funny. The humor licks on this guy. They just never, they never end. It never ends. Such a silly Negro. <laughs> so, gentlemen. That's one I of the best kids ever on Saturday Night Live. Ever. And I ever. use that term loosely. Gentlemen. <laughs> Where do we go from here? This, is, um, this has been an interesting week of people screaming and yelling at the top of their lungs, not really caring so much. You guys caring at all? Are you guys into this stuff right now? Or have, Dude, have you been I, I'm peace? burnt out on it. Like, I'm burnt out on it. Like, we have, we've had more mass shootings in this year than we've had days in the year, I think, right now. Like, mm. it's, it's gotten to the point now where you can't, you know, if you were if you were to sit there and pray for all the victims every day, all you would do is pray for victims all day every day. Like that's where we are right now. And so at a certain point you just get desensitized to it. Yeah, we we didn't even talk about the one that happened in Atlanta. Mm. No, nah, we didn't talk about Atlanta. All right. You know. Yeah. I mean they, they, they come and go. There's a there's a there is a three ti- at least three times a week in Philadelphia, there's a multiple person shooting. There's a shooting every day in Philadelphia. But at least three days a week, they shoot multiple people in one. Like, you know, the Inquirer every Monday is a very detailed Friday night at 10.15, then at 2.16 a.m., and then at 3.17 a.m., and then 12.30 mm-hmm. the next day, and it's just a litany of shootings. Well, one thing in the discussion that I saw earlier was it was whether or not they should actually show some of the carnage that some of these shooters are doing. And what that brought me to was I was thinking – vicarious trauma as a deterrent is it a deterrent to actually see a little five-year-old girl with no face on the news mm. Emmett Till's mom is, thought it was important to have an open casket at one point and it, in time. It, 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 it did raise the awareness that she wanted I think she her you know she was successful in that effort like the the, the image was shocking enough to a lot of people in America to get a conversation going not enough to rectify the situation, but to get a conversation going. And if they decide that they want to start showing the results of this, it'll get a conversation going. But the people who are protecting guns are still going to protect guns. We live in savage times right now. I mean, if we're going to be honest, and there's no possible way that those lives are equal to the billions and billions of dollars in sales and guns every year in the United States and climbing. Or the billions and billions of dollars in lobbying money. It's it's right. never ending. Which is really the more powerful force. It's never ending. You know, if we were to if we were to have a let's just play like politics for a second. If you have a completely in total if you have a complete and total democratic majority, I'm not saying like some of the bullshit that we've seen before with the fifty one fifty and everything. I'm mm-hmm. talking about like a I'm talking about like a, a fifty three 47 and a um and like you know a clear a clear enough majority in the house of representatives do the democrats do something about that i think no if we're being honest about it 
I think the politics always finds a way to stop because the money is too big. The money is huge, and they'd have to get a, they'd probably have to get a 60 40 to be able to block it, to be able to push it through. And there's no way in heck 60 40. No way. So. So what do you, what do we do? It's, we just like, just do like me and just keep your, keep your phone conversations like kind of um, light. Set your Twitter feed to nothing but stupid shit. White supremacist, that brown white supremacist. See, my my Instagram feed is all vegan restaurants and Brazilian chicks. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Send send me some copy, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Share, share, and share some more. But hey, life is what it is, man. Maybe we're going to wrap this one a little bit early. And I actually had a very good conversation. We could stretch it out an extra couple of minutes, but I don't see why. Rob will just find ways to tell other jokes that I'll have to cut out. <laughs> you keep serving yeah. them up like that, homie. Ah, uh, yes. You putting that red meat on the plate. That was like, a, that literally, that was like a rack of ribs you put out there. It just like, there's no way for me not to eat started, that. Started making, making like, you know, gestures, like, like, stop, stop. I got this one. I got this one. You did get this one. Yeah. Waving everybody off. You know, <laughs> stop. I got, it. I, got it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. You know, it was funny, Rob. I put up, I put up your clip last week because it was so funny. I had it done in, done one in such a long time. The one where you talking about Ratatouille. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, you know it, was like, it was like it was a comedy review for a second. It's like, here we are. It's like, you know, this one goes ratatouille. He goes ratatouille. This one comes in and goes and send him to culinary school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Like thinking, like, I wonder, is is there a rat that's like in Hollywood that can actually do that? It was like, it sounded so plausible for a second. So for that, you get a random applause. But hey, fellas, you know, born in trouble. From the East Coast, myself, John X. Let me give me a round of applause. Absolutely. For being a good sport and putting up with the jokes of the one, the only, Mr. Brooks with the good looks, Mr. Robert What up, what up? And G Swift. We out. G Swift. Yo, y'all be peace. Everybody have a good night.